everyone, I'm Zainab, your host, and welcome back to another episode of A Dental Life. Today, I'm going to be joined by Matt Billington, who's a final year dental student from King's College London. Matt's work ethic is something that I really admire, and he's done so much more with his time at university than just a dental degree, as you're about to find out. So firstly, Zainab, thanks for uh, having me. I think... um, Firstly, what I wanted to say is I think it's really cool that you're doing something like this, like podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I've always thought like every time, every time you meet someone, whether it's a new patient or like a, a new person, you can always learn from them. Um, so, for example, like you could you could teach me like how, how you do your podcast, like what equipment you use. I think that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm Matt from King's College London. Um, so I'm in my final year now. I've just finished my term as a dental president for King's. And um and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into a couple of things like, uh, like I mean, I'm quite heavily into the gym. And probably you probably see my Instagram, and um, and yeah, I mean, I'm from I'm from down south, so down like Devon, Somerset way. Um, so that's originally where I'm from. Um, I actually met you for the first time briefly at the BDSA Sports Day in Sheffield, and yeah. since then I've sort of been following your journey on Instagram. Oh, and <laughs> I think the thing that stood out to me the most, other than the dentistry, obviously, was your involvement with the Physical Culture Association. Yeah, um, yeah. Could you just tell us a bit about that? Okay, so uh, Physical Culture Association. So that basically what that is, it's a, it's a bodybuilding association. It's one of the biggest amateur bodybuilding associations in the UK. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a few categories. So, like, uh, there's men's bodybuilding. I'm in, a, I'm in under 23's junior bodybuilding, or no, men's physique. Um, and, yeah, I mean, so I've been into the gym since a long time, and I feel like... The, the reason I'm into the gym and the reason I have uh, different things I like doing is because I feel like having a, having a balance and having a work-life balance. So if you, if you come away from dentistry for a period of time and you have a side hobby or a side hustle, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, you, you end up coming back to dentistry or coming back to the thing you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And you actually have so much more passion for that thing. So that's really the reason I'm so keen on like having uh, a, a quite a large portion of my life that I spend um it, whether it's football whether it's netball whether it's a, any sport for me it's the gym I just feel like having something extra can really um keep you going and it keeps you motivated and it's like those little micro breaks um from life because if you spend too much time doing dentistry I'm telling you you will go crazy and you'll get burned out and you'll probably fall out of love with it and um, yeah so yeah th- definitely having having something like that for me going to the gym um, just keeps me sane keeps me keeps me driven I mean, that work-life balance is something that they warned us about even before starting university. Yeah. So it's really important to, to get to that. Definitely. I feel um, like um, dentistry in general is so, it's such a demanding career. And you, you, it's, although it's nine to five, the, the, the nine to five hours are so intense. And I feel like if you take dentistry home with you, it's just, it's quite an unhealthy relationship you'll end up getting. Um, and just having, as I said, micro, break, micro breaks from from dentistry you're just so crucial because it's so, such a difficult career yeah um so what made you decide to actually go into the competitive side of the gym and um physique training yeah. <laughs> this is um I'll, t- so I'll tell you why i got into the gym in the first place it's quite a personal story actually um you know actually to start with i like to say that um I know this is, I know you're interviewing me, but I feel like it's always like, I could just tell you about what I've done and what I've say, uh, like so-called achieved. But I, I personally feel that you can, it's, it's more, it's more valuable if I told you what I learned and why, why I've done things. 
Um, so, but the reason I've got into the gym to start with is I've, I've always been a, a keen footballer, keen sportsman when I was a kid. And um, so I played for Norwich um, for a long time and I was hoping to get a, like a, a contract to sign for them and end up going pro. Um, but when I was 17, just before we, um, like we had trials to, to get into the, um, like the Norwich uh, yeah. like first team, they, um, they released me for being too small and not, not strong enough, oh. <laughs> ironically. <laughs> so that was, that's the kind of underlying reason why I got into the gym. Yeah. Uh, my brother's heavily into fitness as well. So um, yeah, I, I started it and um, now look at me. <laughs> I'm too strong now. <laughs> so another thing that you do is, and that I'm a big fan of, is the voluntary work. Can oh, yeah. okay, sure. just tell us a bit about that? Sure. I mean, so the, the reason, one of the things I find really difficult, I don't know about you, um, but with a lot of people, me personally, I find that being grateful for things, like you can, you can be successful and you can achieve things, but then when you reach that milestone, not being content with it, I feel like being content and happy with something you've achieved is really difficult. So, and being grateful for what you've actually got and what you've achieved. Um, so one of the things, the reasons I do charity work, I always set, so I, I tell myself I set aside one to two weeks every year to go away somewhere um, to some people who are less fortunate and just carry out work. And because you've got dentistry, it's a fantastic skill. It's a world, um, you can go anywhere and use your skills. So since year one, I went to, in year one, I went to Lebanon. Year two, I went to Bangladesh. Year three, I went to South Africa. Um, and I just feel with that skill, you can provide something for people who are less fortunate. So that's the reason I do it, because it really helps with gratitude and like making you content with what you've got. Um, so those, that's the reason why um, I think doing charity work, whether it be local, whether it be overseas, um, is such an important thing. But yeah, I mean, what I did with uh, what I did with Live Smart was it's a charity called Dental Wellness Trust. And um, it's, a, it's basically a, a toothbrushing or health program overseas. And they've um, they treat thousands of kids. Um, trying to reduce caries rates um, and just improve their oral, oral health and quality of life abroad. Oh wow so that's like a long like that's a sustainable thing that you've done. Um, well I mean yeah so it was um, I worked with a charity to do it um, okay. and I introduced, I introduced the program in um, Bangladesh so they, they, they actually do it in Cape Town um, in South Africa and they do it in various areas of London um, but I introduced the program into Bangladesh and yeah it's a sustainable program you teach the um, the uh, like teachers at the schools, the education centres, and then they they sustain it, and then you revisit every year, um, check how it's going, etc. So yeah. that's so interesting. I've actually um, like that's a personal interest of mine. I guess the whole public health um, in oh, developing yeah. countries. So I didn't know it. I didn't know that all the details. What, have, of that. have you have you done? You done? I've um, not actually. I've not actually done any of the work like you have, but I'm just trying to. So I've started this course about community health worker programs oh, and that's kind of what you've done, I think. Um, yeah. And I'm hoping to, for my elective, which is coming up next year, if it happens, um, yeah. I'm hoping to do something similar. Yeah. Amazing. Cause I feel like it's really important because like if I speak to my family or friends who aren't dentists, they, they love to provide charity work, but because there's limited skills that you can provide for charity, yeah. what really can they do? But I feel like with, dentistry we're graced with a fantastic skill and we can share that for free um, and provide benefit to hundreds of people um, who are less fortunate as and we can really utilize the fact that we've got a fantastic skill um, to help others yeah that's amazing and is yeah. this something I mean I, I assume it is something that you're going to carry on through your future career 
I hope so. I like to think so. Um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously difficult this year. So I obviously said one years one, two, and three that I did something for you. I haven't actually done anything this year. Um, it's it's just been difficult with uh, lockdown, etc. But yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I think it's. I think I'd encourage anyone to do it. You, although when you do these type of things, you you always go out there with the right intentions. You always want to do um, do some good. But you know. You know, the thing is, when you do these things, you end up learning, but you get so much more out of it than you ever intend and ever wish to have put in. So although you go with the right intentions, you will end up learning so much out from it. Um, so one of the reasons is there's obviously various reasons why I should do it, but definitely um, 100% I'll be doing it in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, and what so what advice would you give to someone who is looking to get involved but doesn't sort of know where to start or where to go? Yeah, I mean, with anything, really, I mean, if you if you don't know what to do and you really have a passion for something, whether it be dentistry, whether it be charity work, um, get to know people like talk that, that all of the things that I've done really have come from networking and meeting people and people suggest things. And then, um, you never realize it. If you, if you do some work with one person that can lead to another thing and another thing. Um, and then before you know it, networking leads to like finding a passion. So to suggest to get into anything really, I'd suggest networking, finding out, organizations that do it um chatting with people who have done things that you encouraged before so whether it be charity work like have, have a chat with someone who's done it before learn their stories why they've done it um what they've done and how they've done it um and that also is um relatable to dentistry because if you want to go into a specific field and you want to you have a certain passion in something one of the most strongest things is networking and meeting people who can guide you and mentor you into into that field that's, that's just where where the most um progression comes yeah i've heard that someone say that in dentistry it's not about what you know it's about who you know a lot of the time yeah. so you're right yeah exactly yeah. so one thing like doing all this work abroad um obviously it's amazing work but you have to put a lot of money into it and this is sort of like for a lot yeah, of people they can't actually afford to pay you know pay the money to work with these charities yeah. or organizations yeah so what advice would you give to them like is there anything yeah, at a I mean, local level or I guess free. Yeah. So with charity work, and if you were to go abroad, you are definitely limited on what you can do based on your um, how much money you've got to start with. But if money is an issue, definitely you um, you start on a local level. Um, universities always have like, charities such as Kings. We've got like Smile Sock. Just start local. Um, once you start doing little bits and bobs, you'll find that you'll meet some people who can introduce into more things. And then that leads to um, lots of different opportunities. So I wouldn't ever be looking at a project and saying, wow, this, this is an amazing project that someone's gone away to wherever it may be in the world. I want to do that. It's, it's difficult to, to try and think like that because what you should really be thinking like is if, if you want to get into a field like that, you do something small and then one thing leads to another. I don't know if, so there's a book called Atomic Habits and it's all about it's all about doing the small things right so like waking so waking up early um just doing every you won't notice it but every small little progression you make in your life uh, at the point of contact you will see no improvement but after varies of months or years you'll find that it's just grown and then you'll look back and you'll realize how how far it's come yeah so this this is actually quite relatable to if you can't afford to do charity work and say you wanted to get into charity because you can always you can always meet the right people start off local and then one thing leads to another and then yeah. you realize after a couple of months maybe six seven months that you, you um, you're in a different position to where you started and i guess we've got a whole um like career ahead of us to do it as well so there's no rush 
hundred percent. I think it's, I think it's great. I see, um, oh, I can't remember the names, but I know there's a few dentists who do some really cool work every year and they go away. And I think it's fantastic. Actually, when I, when I went to Bangladesh, there was a fantastic dentist that I met and, um, he says he takes two weeks off from work every year. Um, and he, he told himself at the start of his career, every, every two, like two weeks, every year, he will go away and use dentistry and use his skills to benefit those that are less fortunate. And I think that's just so amazing because yeah. if every dentist did that two weeks a year, maybe whether it's even one week a year, go away. You're in such a, uh, a fantastic position being a dentist. You, you can, you can do a lot of good in the world. And I feel like if everyone did that, like how, how fantastic that would, that would be, be amazing. Yeah. So that's like one thing that I'm a big fan of, but so you've done, you've also done a lot of other stuff. Um, you created an app that's now being used across the country. Yeah. It's quite successful. I actually got an email cause I'm on a committee. So I got an oh, email what? from you about the app. Um, so what, what gave you the idea to start that and how has that gone? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, it's actually, um, when I was in third year, I was going as my president, a lecturer at King's. And I found when I got onto King's committee, <coughs> the Dentstock committee, I found that, I, d I don't know about you with your experience with the committees, um, nationwide really, we've just conformed to conventional ways years on years and nothing really, like little bits and bobs change every year and you introduce new initiatives, but really the underlying core of societies haven't changed over, for years and years. We just We just conform to conventional ways that are given to us. So if you think about, um, for example, big corporate businesses, lots of money is invested in whether it be online shopping or whether it be, um, I don't know, whatever it may be like Adidas, they'd have a great platform for um, selling their shoes or whatever it may be. They've, they've lots of time has been invested into improving how things are run. And I think with students, there's, there's, a, there's a difference because the reason why nothing's been done for students is firstly, people outside that aren't students don't really care and they're not going to spend their time improving students life firstly because we're poor right we have nobody <laughs> so if you try and introduce an initiative to to i don't know monetize something with students it's not going to go well um and the second reason is as students we we we're so caught up and it's, it's a fair point because we we love to improve how things are done but because we're students we spend so much time trying to pass our exams and get through our courses and it's a demanding like being at university isn't easy and then um, graduating from uh, dental school is, uh, is yeah you, you spend a lot of time so I mean not as much time is invested into trying improving these type of things so hence why societies have conformed and just we used what's given to us so for example we just use Facebook yeah. which for us personally the um, the usage of Facebook's just going down um first years don't even have facebook anymore like they don't even have accounts so our engagement was dropping and um whatsapp groups are just cluttered like you just get spam and i was just thinking like this this just isn't right and why why is nothing being done to kind of change the way societies are run so i kind of came up with the idea um i put it into motion and then um, we started off at, uh, at kcl Dent dental society and um it went down really well and then i I um the presidents by the way so we have a meeting where um well all the presidents meet and I, I let them all know about it and they were really interested um and then it started off with a few news who jumped on board and used the app um and then before you know it more more societies and more dental schools were using it um and the app's now in I think 70 universities oh wow um, and it's kind of just one thing said to another because yeah. it, it started just to improve how 
improve how dense sock was running kings right but it seems as though we all had the same problems and we all hated facebook and we all hated whatsapp groups and we all wanted something on one platform where everything can be done uh, in one place so yeah that's that's the reason i did it and one thing led to another and it's still very early days um but yeah i mean um that's that's how it came about really yeah that sounds fantastic you've um, inspired me to check it out and maybe introduce <laughs> it to my society amazing as promised i said i'd announce the winner of the giveaway in this podcast so thanks everyone so much for entering and congratulations to our winner at bavisha 98 um if you message me on instagram i can then sort out the book being sent to you and now back to the podcast in this next section matt is asking me about instagram dentistry and what i think about it so i found from setting up my podcast and having my platform be Instagram I've yeah. um, sort of met this whole community of dentists on there yeah. and on one hand it's been really amazing actually like they've they're all so supportive and like when I posted that I've passed my fourth year I had so many messages from people I don't even know yeah. saying congratulations amazing. and I think that's really amazing um, and also the fact that people are sharing each other's uh, posts and like the webinar series that are going on in various parts of the country yeah that's really cool as well getting the word out firstly you make a fantastic point i completely agree with you i think the the power of networking and the power of connecting through social media is amazing um, um it's not the be all or end all because i get a lot of people asking me like matt do you reckon i should make a, a dental instagram and i'm like you don't have to like if like if that's not you you don't feel like yeah. you have to conform to the norm because the norm right now everyone sees because we're not out in the real world of dentistry we we're naive to say we know a lot so really why why are you doing it and that's the only thing you're seeing you're seeing great instagram dentists so you kind of copy them right but what's the the majority of dentists don't do that so why why are you kind of conforming to the norm if that's not you and if you're not social media heavy and you don't enjoy it why are you doing it (laughs) it is i guess it's a competitive field and everyone's trying to think of a way to get that edge yeah. Do you know what? Let's see, you make such a good point because dentists, I don't know about you, but dentists are inherently competitive. Yes. And they've always been from, from the day they were born, from when they started school, they've always been top of the class. Yeah. They've always been very clever. And there's just a competitive nature that's just, and then when you put them together, you put a load of dentists together, you can, you can get a load of competitive people and it, be, it becomes like people hate on people. And I think it's really, I don't like it because people get like uh, jealous and, yeah. and um, it becomes very um, toxic. So. Yeah, a hundred percent does. I mean, I have like fallen, I, I, I know that I can be like this sometimes and I try my hardest not to like, yeah. I found with the Instagram I've set up for my podcast, I've come across loads of people that are doing so many different things. Yeah. And it overwhelms me. Like, should I be like, do I need to be doing yeah. all these things? Yeah. And am I falling behind? But I'm not, I'm, I'm fine. I just it's, need to if you get into that mindset. It's so toxic because you know, when yeah. I mentioned before about how you, how I, how, when I, when I kind of do things and you, and you succeed and you've done something really well, for example, you're putting together an amazing podcast and I'd love to like um, have another conversation about you, how you've done it, um, what equipment you use, et cetera. And I could learn a lot from that. But yeah, I feel like when, you, when you, when you do something and you succeed and you you can become very ungrateful for what you've achieved i think if you look back the fact that you've got into dental school and you've achieved um whatever it may be being grateful for that and once you're happy and content with what you've done then comes 
actually like satisfaction mm -hmm. and I feel you can achieve as much as you want you can earn millions of pounds but if you're not grateful and happy <laughs> with what you've achieved then it's pointless do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> I guess it's good to focus yeah on your like what you've actually achieved so far instead of what exactly. more you could be doing exactly that's that was one of the reasons why I love doing charity work is because that it just it grounds me <laughs> yeah how do you manage to juggle all your extracurriculars and your course and everything else that you're doing and still sort of have time for, you, for yourself and mm. not get overwhelmed? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, um, <coughs> I think there's, there's no, in my opinion, there's no such thing as someone who's lazy. I, d I don't believe in a personality trait being lazy. I think the reason people are lazy is because they're not passionate about a thing they do. If you, if you find a passion and something you really enjoy, so for example, uh, me would be like fitness, um, health and dentistry. If you can find something you're passionate about, you won't be lazy. Um, and you will find that if you do something you're really enjoying, you become so much more proactive and you, and you will want to do that thing. So for example, I, do, I only do the things, there's a lot of things I don't do. And um, the reason being is I, I don't feel like, uh, I, because maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a normal thing to do and I don't want to have to conform to um, say X, Y, and Z because, uh, because I feel like I have to. I only do things that I enjoy doing. And if you, and if you go have that mindset, you will end up achieving so much more in those things that you set your mind to because you enjoy it. And then you become, you don't become lazy and you get out of bed in the morning and you're passionate about the thing you're doing. Um, then you realize you can, although it may seem like it, you actually achieve more in those things than if you spread your breath too, too wide. Um, and you're not able to do as much because maybe you don't like it. But yeah, that's, that's the point. I think if you enjoy what you're doing, you, you don't become lazy. And then you find that. So for example, you may, you may love doing these podcasts and you may do more and then you may start producing loads of cool content um and that may be a, a fantastic passion of yours um so yeah for, for example something like that it's, that's what keeps me going and driven i guess okay do you ever feel like it's getting have you ever like noticed a time when it's gotten too much at all i'm just yeah. speaking from like my personal experience in third year i had a lot going on and it got to a point where it's like too much and it wasn't good anymore you know, one of the hardest things to do, in my opinion, is say no, right? Is, is, is turn people down and turn things, turn opportunities down. I think it's so hard. Yeah. And I think we're, as dentists, maybe we're just it's, uh, instinctive to say yes and take every opportunity we're go doing and be like, yes, men. But if you can, you, you, have, you have to do it and you, you've got to prioritise and yeah, there has been times when I've um, someone's uh, maybe offered a, something to something to do or an opportunity to do, and I just I hate personally saying no. But you have to come to a position when you can. You, you basically you have to prioritise things, and yeah. it for me, yeah, it, it does get too much sometimes. But then I have to drop things, and um, it's it's a it's a personal question, and you have to do what's yeah. best for you. I mean, my advice would be don't let social media. Um, and what other people are doing influence what you're doing. I think don't try and conform to what appears to be successful online. Um, that's my first point, because if you, if you can become content and happy with not having to conform, you'll find that your satisfaction increases. Mm -hmm. And my second opinion would be for any young dental students is network, go to events, um, go to, so for example, BACD do fantastic local events, dental materials do really great. I mean, it's lockdown now, but, when normal life returns 
there's fantastic opportunities for dental students to network and the benefits from networking. Most of the things that I've been able to learn in dentistry, I've probably learned comparatively, I've learned a lot of, uh, a lot of life skills outside and the people I've met. And there's countless benefits of networking. You'll meet new people, you'll get fantastic mentors and you'll be able to understand what you want to do. So say so you network and you find a fantastic cosmetic dentist. So for me, someone like Ash Palmer has been an amazing mentor to me and he's taught me so much about cosmetic dentistry and it, and it has sparked a passion. I mean, but then if I, if I met other people and maybe something like a, an orthodontist and then I learn from them and then they become a mentor, I, I can come to realize that, oh, maybe that's not for me. And I think the quicker you realize what you want to be doing, um, doors will open um, because you put your mindset there and that's the way you want to go. And then things happen. So for me, yeah, definitely network, find mentors, understand what you want to do and um, don't conform to um, what you see on social media because it can come quite unhealthy if you try to do that. Yeah, very good advice. Thanks, Matt. What are your next steps, I guess, in your career or personal life? Yeah. Do you have anything that you're working towards? So for me, um, I, um, I love fitness and I really want to, um, I came seventh in Britain this year. Um, <laughs> so I really, I really want to take uh, fitness to another level, um, which the last three months, by the way, have been tragic. <laughs> so I'll have to catch up for lots of time. Um, so those are my fitness goals. Um, dental goals. I just want to continue the path I'm on. I think I've I've met some amazing people who um, give me fantastic advice. Um, I mean, just enjoy the journey with dentistry. I don't know where it's going to take me, um, and different opportunities will open. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just continue enjoying the journey. If at any point I've stopped enjoying it, I'm going to have to yeah. like take a step back and think what what's what's happening, because it's such a a big field. You will definitely eventually find something you love. Um, whether you're not if you're not so keen on dentistry at the moment in dental school that will change because it's such a, a huge um, so many opportunities that come out of dentistry yeah, um, you can find and um, other goals have I got I mean yeah I'd love to keep growing the app um, it's a I've, I've really found passion in um, like providing something for the students because I think it's, it's just been lacked for so long um, I mean, the app's free for everyone and um, I'd love for, for it to grow and the, the benefits to be shared. And obviously, I'd love to keep doing charity work. Um, I think you're going to go on to do amazing things. I'm really excited to see what comes next for you. That's very nice of you to say. And I've like, learned so much just from this chat and I hope other people do as well. So amazing. thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been really enjoyable. I'm... Um, uh, I'm happy that you had me on and um, I've really enjoyed this chat. Thanks everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something from Matt's story. Please leave a review or let me know what you thought on Instagram and don't forget to subscribe and to follow me on Instagram at A Dental Life. <laughs>